So we'll be continuing with the Sermon on the Mount from the Gospel of Matthew for about six Sundays altogether. It's good. It's about three chapters in the Gospel of Matthew. We know that, uh, that many people heard Jesus. The Oklos, the, the crowds came to him. But there were certain numbers that he called. He called them to follow and to leave what they had been, uh, had been their, their way in order to learn. And so the word for disciple, sometimes we think it means believers, but really it means a learner. Someone who is uh, with Jesus and with whom he has, he teaches in word and example in his power, miracles, and in his, uh, his forgiveness in all the various ways that you can think of how you learn from another, but hear from the master. And so the disciples, you know, at different parts in the various gospels, you see where Jesus uh, asked them, well, what did you see there? How do you hear this? So he's a good teacher because he wants them to, uh, to repeat. He asked them about the parables. How do you understand? So what you have from these apostles is you have a rehearsed memory. It's not just what we thought of, it's but what we think together, what we've learned from you, Lord Jesus. And disciples are going to become so important. Remember uh, just a few weeks ago, we see where Jesus goes to Capernaum. Remember? In, uh, in Naphtali, in the land of Zebulun. And they, Jesus begins to reconstitute the new Israel, where the old Israel fell apart. Remember with that, that first invasion from the Assyrians and later with Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. But here Jesus begins to reform a new Israel. And rather than the 12 tribes, we have the 12 apostles. And these are the 12 apostles of the way of Jesus. So here we have two great sermons. I mean, it's the same great sermon, but Matthew and Luke, they emphasize um, the same things, but it's just, we'll not get into all that. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> and Jesus is inviting the disciples to realize who they are. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's not that you're going to become salt of the earth if you really struggle and work hard and do this and that and the other, or you're going to become light of the world if you X, Y, Z. You are. Be who you are. Remember last week, we began with the, the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes, in the Gospel of Matthew, the, um, the, the Greek word, it means happiness. It's a prescription, as it were, for happiness. Happy are the poor in spirit. That's the first one. That's a significant one, isn't it? Because the word for poor is tokos in Greek. And that means dirt poor. That means you have, you have nothing. Blessed are you when you recognize that you're dependent, folks. 
We don't like that word, do we? We like to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. But good luck making it through life on your own. Because you're going to go in circles. I heard um, when I was in East Africa, the, um, the word for, the, uh, for Europeans is mzungu. Someone can correct me on that. But it means, you know, going around in circles. You know, like the, the hurricane comes or the, 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 the house catches on fire. People going around in circles. What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> That's what life is without Jesus. And so the uh, important thing is, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they inherit the earth. Blessed are they who recognize that they are dependent upon God ultimately for everything. And you can go through all the, um, all the Beatitudes and you can see how Jesus is basically turning everything upside down. Because who is he addressing? He's addressing those who mourn, those who are merciful, for those who are persecuted. You're thinking, wait a second, I don't necessarily want to be in that group. Jesus is telling us, listen, if you're really honest about life, you're going to see that's who you really are. The way in which the society and culture that we live in has constructed things, where there are the haves and the have-nots, that ain't the way of the kingdom. And so he's showing us that, that God in the kingdom of heaven that will come about is turning things over and has already begun. The kingdom is among us. And so he says, when you really trust and are dependent upon God, then you begin to see correctly. You begin to understand where your true strength is. It's in being merciful. It's in being a peacemaker, not a peace lover sitting on your backside. But it's being willing to be in the forefront of the work of justice. Christian faith is a way of life, and it's learned from Jesus. And the disciples are told to go forth, to um, don't, 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 don't uh, belabor yourself. None of us possess the Beatitudes of their fullness. But as a church, which is the body of Christ, the Beatitudes are lived infinitely well. So do your part. Forgive. Be merciful. Meekness, gentleness is the way of God. Righteousness and peace will prevail. God's future will be a time of mercy and not cruelty. Blessed are those who live this life right now. For everybody in the world, you will seem incredibly foolish. But those who live the life of Jesus and forgive the seven times 70, everybody may laugh at you, but you're the one who lives in peace. And you are living and building that righteous kingdom. In today's gospel, salt is used figuratively to say something about the spiritual qualities of being a disciple. 
Again, this sermon is addressed to disciples. They're addressed, they're learning about Jesus. The Beatitudes and the sermon, they're not a new set of rules. They're coming out of, of ancient Israel's basic law. They are not being told, the disciples are not being told to work harder. They're told to be salt and light. And what does that mean, salt? It gives flavor, it adds something to the, to the food you're going to eat. But also, salt is a preservative. And in ancient Israel and in ancient cultures, salt was part of the sacrifice that's offered to God. In Leviticus chapter 2, 13, salt was part of the sacrifice offered to God. Not only did it salt the, the, the meat that was to be, uh, that was sacrificed, but also the bread. And so to be salt of the earth, symbolically, is to offer one's life as the present gift to God. It's a pure gift. So all these folks that Jesus addresses in the Beatitudes seem to be at the bottom of the totem pole that the world ignores. We're reminded that God accepts them as more valuable than any religious sacrifice. The disciples are told to be light to the world. They are the ones to whom the poor, think back to that first reading, so well proclaimed from Isaiah 58, those are the ones for whom the poor can trust for true human connection. If you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then light shall rise for you in the darkness. So salt and life. Disciples are called to be salt and life. A special kind of salt and life. You're called to be salt and life. To be alive in your faith. Salt and life are essential for living and for discipleship. Salt is the sacrificial offering of our lives. Every day is a sacrifice. Do you think of that? What do you offer to God from all that God has given you? And light represents our commitment to active life in Christ, active discipleship. How do people, what do people see in you? What do you need to amplify? What do you need to kind of kick to the side? I'd like to remind you of something. Do you know where Pope Francis is right now? Yeah, he's in Africa. He's in a special part of Africa. He's in the South Sudan. He was in the, in the Congo, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. He tried to go to the east, to Goma, but he was not able to get there. These are places where our NGOs and embassies have taken off and closed down. The disciple of Jesus, Francis, is right in the middle of the mess. The mess that's been made worse 
by all the craziness of human intrigue, of lack of forgiveness, of everything that's counter the kingdom. Where does the disciple go? Into the middle of it. May I ask us just to reflect and to pray for our Holy Father and to give thanks to Almighty God that we have a vicar of Christ on earth who is showing us not only in words but in deed. And the guy is, how old is he? Look at this. We think we're too, oh, I'm a little too tired now. I got my lumbago. I don't know, what is lumbago? <laughs> any rate, everybody has their problems. But you know there's an awful lot out there. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. What are we going to do about it, folks? Live it in the good and the bad, in the beauty and in the muck. And may they see that light and what you reveal and give glory to the Lord.